Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Friday, September the 10th, and uh, wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, I I wish you God's love, God's life, God's beauty uh, within your day today. And uh, I am grateful that you are trusting uh, me to help bring the gospel to you and to, to do so in a way that helps build up the body of Christ, uh, the kingdom of God in this world. Uh, who am I? For those new to this uh, podcast who may have just found it uh, by accident or whatever you were doing in your search, my name is Joe Zenk. I am a lay pastoral minister, what's called a pastoral leader in the Diocese of Green Bay. I help assist and serve at three rural Catholic parishes in uh, in the Diocese of Green Bay, particularly at New Holstein, Kiel, and St. Anne. And every Monday through Friday, uh, I bring the mostly the gospel of the day. Sometimes we'll take a look at the first reading of the day, but we will use the schedule, the liturgical schedule of the church. Sometimes we have feast days like we did this last Wednesday on September the 8th, the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin. And when those happen, of course, we'll use the readings from the day. Uh, otherwise, we generally go through a cycle and we follow through one of the Gospels in sequence. And we continue to do that today, as a matter of fact. So we will be uh, continuing through Luke chapter 6, verses 39 to 42. So pretty short today. But uh, also something, uh, again, Jesus uses two examples today that you are going to be very familiar with. So let's break open God's word together again, Luke 6, 39 to 42, and, uh, and see what God has for us today through Luke's authorship. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like their teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite! Remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, as uh, is somewhat typical uh, when I don't get a bit verbose, I generally have about two points, and I think that's what I have today as well. We'll see how well I stick to those. But um, let's start with, uh, with that. For, well, let's set context, shall we? First, I think that's important. So if you will recall from yesterday, the gospel is, again, Jesus' Sermon on the Plain. And what he was uh, referring to at the end of that gospel was he said, Listen, stop condemning and you will not be condemned. Stop judging and you won't be judged. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. You know, uh, for the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. 
So he's, he's talking on that Sermon of the Plain. He's saying, listen, I know we live in a place that loves to judge. I know we live in a culture. Or we live. I mean, again, that's part of our human condition. We, we love to condemn because it helps us feel better. Or we love to hold on to that anger and not forgive, you know, and, uh, or whatever it is. And he says, stop that because you live in a prison of your own making because to the extent that we do that out there, we're going to turn that and use those same eyes. That same lens is what I, I used yesterday toward us, right? And we will be then condemning and judgmental and unforgiving about ourselves because that's the habit with which we view the world and we encounter the world. Well, that's the, the verses immediately prior to today. So then Jesus, to, to bring home that point, says, listen, can a blind person guide a blind person? Meaning, if the lens through which we look, brothers and sisters, is dirty, it's scratched, you know, to, to use that imagery, because we're judging and we're condemning. We're going to see everything through that. If a blind person, can a, a blind person guide a blind person? We'll not both fall. And, and into some danger, right? Will, will, will one not lead the other to that same place of, of nonsense or that same place of hurt? No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like their teacher. I'm going to say that last line again because it's important. It's my first point. Every disciple will be like their teacher. Brothers and sisters, I, I was meeting yesterday morning with a, a group of ecumenical ministers from around the Kiel, New Holstein, St. Anne area, and, and it's one of the things I love. They are such good people, and we have such a good rapport among us. I, I'm so I, honored, blessed. Uh, I enjoy so much uh, these sisters and brothers in Christ and our, our ability to pray together and challenge each other and learn from each other and just be an icon of that unity for which Jesus prayed, you know, in these communities with them because they're so good. Uh, and in our conversation yesterday, we were talking about conscience formation. And it was brought up that, listen, our consciences are being formed. That's not the question. The, qu the question is not, my friends, are you forming your conscience? The question is, with what are you forming your conscience? Every one of us, brothers and sisters, makes uh, decisions uh, from a conscience. And as Catholics, you know that we are called to fully form that conscience because ultimately it's that place where God resides with us. And in our freedom, in that, that relationship with God uh, within us, in that fully formed conscience, that is the, the uh, foundation uh, that foundational place from which we make those decisions, and the church honors that. It not only honors it, it says, listen, we, you cannot, um, I, I mean, it has to be, it, one can't really argue with, with a decision based on a fully formed conscience. That is, is the place that it needs to be made. Because only you know your experiences, only you know what the voice of God is leading to you to within you. However, brothers and sisters, the, the, the issue is, and, and this is not new to, to today, this has been something that has been going on, of course, as long as humans have been around. 
It's, it's what voices are we listening to? Because those are the ones that are going to form us, right? That's why I reread that, that line. No disciple is superior to their teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like their teacher. Those voices that we listen to, brothers and sisters, are the ones that are forming us. They form how we think. They form how we, we love. They form how we act. And we have to be very careful with what voices we allow to enter into our lives, enter into our spirits, enter into our experience, and to enter into our being. Because those are the ones that will form us and that we will become like and that we will then uh, allow to exit us through our loving actions through our, or, or whatever actions come out of us, through our words, through our viewpoints. You know, brothers and sisters, uh, this is simply a, an example. But there is so much on the internet out there that is just plain, it's just plain out there, fringy, goofy, uh, not helpful, divisive, all those things. And, uh, and to the extent that I am allowing QAnon, I'm just using that as an example, and, but there are plenty that do, to the extent that I allow QAnon to help form me, to help form my heart, to help form my lens and to clean my lens, to help form my actions, to help form my mind and how I encounter the world, to the extent that I let something like that form me and my conscience, would it be any surprise that I and any other person to whom ascribes to that theory falls into a pit, right? The problem is, who are the other people that they're going to be leading into that pit? Is it just one or two other people or is it a country? We have to guard our innermost being. I mean, we've all heard the saying, garbage in, garbage out, right? We have to guard what it is that we form ourselves with. And brothers and sisters, the church would say, and rightly, by the way, the church would say, first and foremost, we form our consciences on the very word of God. And so thank you for being here today, not for my words, but for the word of God. Because that's where the Spirit resides, first and foremost. We, we, we form our consciences on the person of Jesus Christ because we believe Jesus to be the image of the invisible God. And, and what Jesus says and how he loves and how he interacts and how he experienced the world and the world to him, that must be first and foremost the primary experience of, of us. We form our consciences, brothers and sisters, by the teachings of the church. We form our consciences, brothers and sisters, by those men and women whom we would consider, and, and I'll use the, you know, again, these aren't the exact words of the church, but those holy men and women in our lives who we look to as, as the saints among us. And I use the term saints uh, in the way that Paul used the term saints, the believers, the body of believers. And we, and we form our conscience, brothers and sisters, by our own experiences in the world, because that too is how God speaks to us. 
through the Word of God, through, the, through opening ourselves to the Holy Spirit through prayer, through, through men and women in our lives, through the teachings of the church. All these things, brothers and sisters, form us. But to the extent that we allow something else in there to form us, we need to be careful. That conscience, that, that innermost place, as, as the documents of Vatican II describe it, that innermost place where we reside secretly with God, Brothers and sisters, that is the gold, the gold we carry within us. And we must not let that be open to just anyone or anything. Because if we do, we endanger not only our own lives, but endanger the lives of those around us. We can easily fall into a pit. Second point, and, and trust me, I'll be more brief. But I love this image. I think, again, Jesus and Jesus' wisdom using that image of the splinter. You know, he's like, come on, you goofball. You know, which one of us, uh, why do we notice the splinter in our brother's or sister's eye and don't perceive the wooden beam in our own? You know, how can we say to anyone that we know, hey, let me, let me clean your lens when they are looking at our lens and see that it's ridiculously dirty? But, I mean, we know it. We know the human condition. And again, remember the context, because Jesus is talking about judging and condemning and not forgiving, right? And he's saying, when we do that, brothers and sisters, we are looking out and we are looking at the splinters in everybody else's eye, which, by the way, we carry, meaning they do too, you do and I do. It is part of the human condition. We are not created perfect. We are created loved. We are created children of God. But it's interesting how those people we love, it's easier not to, to see or, or focus on those splinters. We know they're there. But we don't focus so much on them. The people we don't like, oh my heavens. My heavens, that splinter may be all we see in them. Brothers and sisters, every one of us carry splinters of various sizes. And I think Jesus is certainly making a joke when he talks splinter versus plank. But the bottom line is exactly what I said yesterday. And that is the first work, that first field that must be tilled and, and managed and, and paid attention to is the field of our own heart and our, our own mind. Brothers and sisters, we will never get rid of all the splinters that we carry within us. There are always going to be blind spots. But we need to approach this with humility. And, and I think that's my second point. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to um, quote, uh, again, a daily teaching that I get every day. It's uh, from NCR, but it's, uh, uh, it's called Pencil Preaching, which is kind of neat. But he, he says this in Pencil Preaching today, and I really like it. In the meantime, he was talking about something else. In the meantime, accept the human condition you share with everyone. It makes each day an exercise in forgiveness and asking to be forgiven. Brothers and sisters, I think that's so beautifully said and so true. We are a people. We are individuals and a community and a people in need of forgiveness. Can we embrace that about ourselves and know that that's who we are? And in knowing that's who we are, brothers and sisters, can we embrace the fact 
that we know those individuals that we're with today, that's who they are too. And may that same gentleness and, and um, that same hope for forgiveness and, and moderation that we ask for from God, may we use that same medication and medicine for those other people in our lives, right? Because there are people that are hurting too. We're all lame in some ways. We're all deaf in some ways. And we most certainly are all blind. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. I've tried to get the speck out of my own eye numerous times. I'm sure you have too. Sometimes we're successful. Most of the time I'm not. Most of the time I need Renee. Or I need my mother when I was young. Or I need somebody with me to say, hey, can you see that in there? Can you help me? I think God invites us. I think that's how he made us. I think he invites us to be a social, communal people who lean on each other, knowing I know you've got your blind spots and you know I do, and you get to love me in my blind spots and I, you, and yours. And we assist each other. We don't condemn each other. We don't judge each other. We don't compare, well, yours is bigger than mine. We simply walk together and assist. And that takes vulnerability and it takes humility. But I think our gospel today, I think our God in in how he created us, I think God invites us to walk with one another, assisting one another. I think that's what God is saying today. So, two points, a little more brief today than I was uh, earlier this week. And so, I hope that uh, those are things we can chew on today uh, as we uh, move throughout the day. So, let's uh, take it to prayer, shall we? And as always, let's uh, just open up whatever's going on within us and know that our God, God's big enough to handle it. So, Let's begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth luminous mystery, the institution of the Eucharist. That that gift of God that brings so much light uh, within and among us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have the best Friday and and a wonderful weekend. May you be rooted in the life and love that is our God. And I look forward to us breaking open more of God's word together next week. God's peace.